0: What's up, everyone? Welcome into more important issues. One and oh, we're undefeated right now. Um, A lot of teams aren't undefeated Clemson, (laughs) Vanderbilt, (laughs) Washington. Go Bucks, Um, go Bucks, buck buck up, baby. I was, Um, uh, I I was up here late Saturday night. I expected campus to be popping, um, and it may have been. I I literally just drove home to my apartment, but, um, not, I didn't see any couches burning. So, um, ETSU fans, we're gonna have to. They, they expected to win. How about that's, that? That's fair. That's a good point. They expected to win. Um, yeah, it wasn't a surprise at all. Um, but good for ETSU and and that program, Coach Sanders, up there. Let's get into everything. More Important Issues is brought to you by our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, Billy Ratliff's Tap 40 Grill, and Blue Water Climate Control. Here's a quick word from our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. People always ask,
1: where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's Blue Water Sailing. It takes a team of people to do that tireless work, focus, and attention to detail.
0: So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction
1: for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control.
0: Season. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be waved! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. Woo-hoo! I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Tennessee win. us by Tennessee. Jawan Jennings. Ball hit high in the air in the right field, going back to Sayre, and Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now.
1: I made up my mind, I don't want to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee.
0: Reddit did to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Thursday, September 9th. The Vols are one and oh. This is our first time coming coming at you guys after a bowling green win. Um, you know, a lot of people can say it wasn't that pretty, a lot of people can say it was bowling green, yada yada yada. Don't care. Vols are one and oh, doesn't matter, like it's that simple. Um vols to, I, I think it was best, and and we'll kind of get into this. Um, I know you want to talk about some people who impressed, but like the Vols just took care of business, and that's all you can ask in those games. If you're looking for it to be beautiful, um, if you're looking for it to be just the smoothest thing on planet, like that's just not how it's going to go, ever. I mean, at one point, didn't Citadel, weren't they down just like seven to Alabama, just like two years ago at the end of the first quarter? Yeah, and then it turned into what sixty 62- to. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just like saying, like, even a team like Alabama, who seems like they never miss a beat, like this year when, like, I mean, this has got to be the most. I, I said it last episode. This has to be the most question marks Alabama's had since probably the, um, uh, who started in front of uh hurt uh, Jalen Hurt, Blake Barn, Barnett, Jalen Hurts, yeah. Jalen Hurts. Sorry, Jalen Hurts. Who started uh, that year? Yeah, was it Blake Barnett? I think so. I mean, is, that, is that the right name? Anyways, it may not be the right name, but I so like who knows this you year, are? who cares? He he ended up going nowhere. Um, but it's just like even a team like that that seems to never miss a beat. So it's like, sure, expect some hiccups. Um, I mean, I thought for the, I, I'm sorry, I don't know if we're gonna. I mean, I guess we can go ahead and jump into Bowling Green. Um, I thought for the most part, Vols' new offense. I thought, I mean, the first quarter, obviously, first two drives, everyone's very very pleased. You're thinking. Holy crap, have they turned a corner? Because they didn't, like, I know Bowling Green's Bowling Green, but they didn't have an issue. I mean, was there even a speed bump on the first two drives? It didn't feel like, and if there was, (laughs) you couldn't see it because it was that fast. Maybe Um, maybe some of those rumble strips, you know, those, like, neighborhood rumble strips? Yeah, there you (laughs) go. Yeah, it was just kind of roll through it. Um, Yeah, it it just seemed pretty easy, and it didn't turn out to be the game that you thought it was after those first two drives. But, you know, the – the outcome was never in doubt. Tennessee was going to win that game easily, and uh, you know I'm sure it was vanilla on offense. I'm sure it was vanilla on defense. Not trying to show anything before a big game against Pitt, but Tennessee won by 32 points. It's hard to really, you know. I'm sure we're going to nitpick a little bit here and there, but like there's not a I mean, whole lot you can to you can't complain about after a 32 point victory. I I'm done nitpicking. Um I've decided hundred percent like just a fan. Like I'm gonna be mad this year, but that's it. I'm not gonna nitpick. I, I think there's a difference. Um I'm a fan. I I'm sure somebody sitting around me at games um is gonna be like this dude is insane. That's fine. That's just who I am. Um, but I'm gonna try my best not to nitpick. That that's 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 where I'm going.
1: That's I'll the nitpick. route I'm
0: taking. That's fine. Landon can nitpick. I will be the uh I'll be the orange Kool-Aid guy or the orange milk. Have you had Weigel's orange milk yet? I'm getting way off topic. No, have you? I haven't. I, I need to get it this weekend. There's. I don't even know where there's a Woggles, like close to your Morristown is where I'm the closest I know uh, of. We can, you can pick me up and we'll go straight to Woggles and then go head to the That's the That's perfect. I did have Cinnamon Toast Crunch Nesquik Milk yesterday. Holy crap. Amazing. All right. Sorry. Back Delicious. <laughs> Highly recommend. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so let's, let's look at that game. I mean, it opens up. Are you – the first two drives did not necessarily go how I expected. I mean, I was hoping they would go that way. Were you how shocked were you? Were you shocked? Um, I guess like actually seeing that offense for the first time be that fast was kind of shocking because it's something we just haven't seen. Right. Um, but also it was just shocking to have somebody new under center. That's, and that's just, not that's a shot. I, I'm just <laughs> saying like it was just weird. Yeah, I mean, because it's I mean, yeah, you had a couple guys that you know started in that place, but since twenty seventeen it's it's pretty much been number two. Yep. For the most part. Outside of a couple games, but yeah, I mean that—that's true. It did kind of feel weird seeing someone else back there. I—I um, I was kind of impressed for just going in the first two drives, just how you know how Tennessee kind of kept their options open. They did try to hit on a deep ball. They did run a dive the first play. Mother, I, I was about to turn off the TV right then. I really was. <laughs> I was like, "There's no way this is happening again," um, but they did, you know, open up the they did open up the playbook on the first draw. They, they, the they didn't follow it. That's the that. first thing they did on Jeremy Pruitt's first play. So it's very it's a good point. Um, so I mean, I like that they because you you mentioned vanilla, and I'm sure it was like vanilla to an extent, but they didn't just completely shut down what they've been preparing for all fall camp for one game. Like they they ran a version of their offense, if you will. Um, yep. And I, I thought, I mean, first off, and we're going to get into this, I know, too, talking about Pitt, the running backs were – I was – I knew – we knew what we had in Jabari Small. Um, we know what we have. Kind of knew, you know, what you may have in Tyon Evans, but I thought both of them played really, really really well, played to their strengths, and, and it, it came out on the first drive, too. Yeah, I thought that was – you know, that that kind of looked like Tennessee's maybe go-to this season already is, is that running game. Um, hopefully the passing game improves, but I think – You have something you can lean on in in the run game with that offensive line. I thought they handled themselves well. They did give up a a strip sack, but there was times when Joe Milton could have sat back there and ate a bowl of cereal. He he Um, did. He did do that, (laughs) Um, and maybe that kind of hurt him on some of those throws because he was flat-footed. You know, he was pointing up like he had all the time in the world to throw off his mechanics, and um, you know, not a great day from him. I thought the first two drives, I was like, "Holy crap, we got something." Um, and I still, I mean, I still believe there's something in that offense. I, I feel, yeah. I think a lot of people feel worse after Bowling Green because of a couple possessions, a couple quarters. But I mean, I think the fact that they they did show a lot in the other two quarters, two and a half quarters, I I feel very positive going forward. That doesn't mean I think like my thoughts necessarily on the season haven't changed, but I do feel I feel better than maybe I did. Yeah, and, and somebody told me today at work there was like there was nothing I saw from Joe Milton that just made me like, holy crap, that's terrible. Yeah, that's um, it, uh, well, miss- uh, some of the mechanics. I'm, oh, I'm not nitpicking. I'm just saying, like, if you were gonna oh. if you if you were gonna nitpick, <laughs> maybe some of the mechanics in the pocket. But you mentioned that when the game gets faster, he won't even have time to do that. So like that hopefully isn't an issue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was nothing that I was just like, holy crap, what are you doing? Um, yeah. yeah, none of those head scratching plays. He held on to the football for the most part, you know. Took took care of it, except for that strip sack. Um, you know that it is what it is. It's going to happen sometimes. Um, the deep balls were, were missed, but you know they weren't just terrible throws. They, no, they, and they were thrown too, which is right. Crazy. Yeah, that that was a positive, and it wasn't just like, oh, you have a wide open receiver, I'm going to throw it ten yards out of bounds. Like it wasn't anything like that. So I think it's and, something to build on, and it's it's something. New. It's kind of exciting to see if he can improve from the first week to the second week. Well, and I think you, I think you, um, as far as like concerns about Joe Milton, uh, of course, and, and Oreo Puppy Dog. I hate that I had to read that name. He just said 48% completion rate and couldn't complete downfield. Um, no touch and no air. I mean, yeah, he has to work on the deep ball, but it, and we knew he had the arm, he, we knew he had the arm strength. Um, but I mean, I think it's assumed when a guy transfers from, from, or into Tennessee right now, um, that you know, they were gonna be it wasn't gonna be a one a first day Heisman candidate. Like I think everyone should have known that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some concerns about his accuracy. I mean, he threw the ball well over the middle, and, and if we're gonna talk about completion percentage, how many how many passes were just dropped? And <laughs> I think um, three or four. And so but I was impressed with his accuracy over the middle. So, you know, that's a. I I think that when you're talking about accuracy as a quarterback um i'm not talking about like these weren't middle over the drag like drag routes like you know dry you know dink and dunk plays i mean they were down the field over the middle passes that i thought he threw the ball well on so again just like another positive that i think it is gives me more hope i uh, sure he has to fix a lot of things sure like i concede that i don't think tennessee's just an sec east contender after beating bowling Green by 32 points they're one of the worst teams in college football i know that it's I just think there's a lot of hope to look f- look for in Tennessee's offense. I think Tennessee's defense too. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's kind of get off the offense. I mean, I, for the most part, I, I thought the offensive line controlled the line of scrimmage like they should. And that's all you can ask for in that game. Like, how, how can you you can't prove that you're better than the, the team you play next week. You can only prove you're better than the team you played that week, and they did that. Yeah, and they and they proved that they can. I mean, for the mo- it was it was a blowout. Like, let's – they won by 32 points as a blowout. Um, they, they proved that they can win and blow out a team. Um, now, Bowling Green, is that anything to hang your hat on? Absolutely not. But, you no. know, I do think they were – Bowling Green this year is a lot better than the Bowling Green we saw last year. I'll say that. Yeah, and they may have – um, you know, they may have found a, an offensive weapon in uh, – it's been so long, I might have to look at it. But the guy that they threw to all freaking night, was that um, Osborne? Osborne? Yeah, I think he's a transfer. Yeah, um, so so may have found a, their go-to guy for the season, but yeah, I, nothing to, like like you said, nothing to really hang your hat on. But it, you went and took care of business. You beat the team in front of you. On to the next one, um, you got to enjoy the wins though too. I mean, yeah, I, from a fan perspective, you got to enjoy the wins. I, I want to see more from the receivers. I think they got to get off press man. Um, you know, that's something they just didn't didn't create a lot of separation. I don't think in the game, not enough separation for me to feel confident on them. And, and then you mentioned the drop passes, you know, that can't happen. No. Yeah. Especially the ones that hit you in the chest. Right. Right. Um, defensive line. I thought they played like, you know, I mentioned before the game dominate. Yeah. And that, that's talking about that defensive line, how we heard how big of a step they took from, um, spring practice to fall camp. I thought they showed it. Now, again, they were, it was Bowling Green. They don't have a good offensive line. They started a true freshman walk on at center. I get it. But they did what they were supposed to do. They did what, again, you can only beat the team that you're playing that night. They did that. I, when you, when you, when we, I don't know if we'll talk about it separately, talk about players that impressed. I mean, the offensive and defensive line, I thought just went out and took care of business. I thought they dominated for the most part. Uh, the offensive line had some moments where I thought, maybe they were honestly overly aggressive um, reaching for guys on uh, Trying to remember who pulled and just didn't make a great attempt at blocking just because I felt like they were being a little too, because you can't be diving at guys um, when, you know, when you're a pulling guard, you're, you know, that's a not your percentage to block at that point. It gets very, very low. Um, You got to be patient in that sense. You got to be patient and aggressive. And I, I don't know if they were patient, but the defensive line I thought went out and, I mean, they they got to the quarterback. Um, Elijah Simmons, he didn't get credited with a lot of tackles. Whoever the stat- statistician is, need to needs to hook him up with some assists. He was involved with a ton of plays in the middle, a ton of plays, and, and just did a great job of of making it hard to run the ball up the middle. And that's you know, uh, if you can take a, if you can take away that from a team, that's a you know, that's a win for the defensive, especially the interior line. That's a win. Yeah, I thought that was big. You know, you got some news right before the game that Byron Young wasn't going to play. Um, I, you know, that, I, I know that kind of maybe put a damper on that pass rush a little bit, but I thought Tyler Perrin, Jaquan Blakely um, held their own. I, I thought Caleb Tremblay was good. Caleb Tremblay, look, he impressed me more than I thought he would. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Simmons, Matthew Butler. I mean, there was a lot along that defensive line that really impressed me. Yeah. they're not, and, I mean, you got to take it with a grain of salt. I get it. But, uh, you know, they look – Ten thousand times better than they did last season. Yeah, and again, it's Bowling Green. I get it. Well, and, and that and, and last year they only played SEC teams, right? So, but but I will go back to twenty nineteen, and I know it's not entirely the same group, but I would say as a group, they're Tennessee and a, Bowling Green's not even just not an SEC opponent; they're just a bad FBS opponent. But still, I don't know if there was a game that that Tennessee's unit looked that good in in twenty nineteen. Yeah, that's true. I mean, props to Rodney Garner for them being, you know, terrible in in spring practice, and for him getting the most out of that group and then performing the way they did the other night was, I was like, wow. I mean, well, and fall practice—that's all you heard. I mean, that was the chat. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, and then got a couple people mentioning in the chat that there was uh, the tackling was much better. I was just in. I think someone even said the energy didn't seem that great on the Tennessee bench. Well, the Tennessee. Defense was flying around, um, really kind of led by Jalen McCullough. It felt like he was everywhere Thursday night. And Theo um, Jackson, Theo Jackson, sorry, not Jalen McCullough. Theo Jackson was the one that was everywhere. Um, Jalen McCullough played a good game too, had an intercept, almost interception. Um, yeah, dude, but, god, I said it before. <laughs> you, did. you did, no more drop picks, but it, it really did feel like everyone I thought everyone was flying around. It felt like the defense was getting to the ball. Um, and that's gonna be big. I mean, that right there. Flying around to the ball is not something that is dictated by the team you're playing. Flying around to the ball is something you can do every single day, no matter who's lining up across from you, um, and it's really going to help you too when when you're playing guys that can make people miss or guys that can break tackles. Um, that's when it really matters. But you got to do it every single day. It's a it's a habit thing, and I felt like Tennessee was. I thought the energy on the defensive side of the ball was was pretty good. Yeah, I did too. Um, and you know, I know they had some chunk plays given up in in the second quarter, but it was kind of that bend don't break. I mean, they didn't allow Bowling Green to get in the end zone, and they gave up two really long field goals. I think one was fifty yards. So, um, you know, that that's something you can really build on going into this pit game, where you know I don't think they're super explosive on offense. They they've, um, they've got they're experience. definitely going to be yeah think- they're they're definitely going to be better than Bowling Green. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if "explosive" is the right word, um, but I, feel, I feel like they've got a, a lot, a lot to them. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they can, yeah. I, I think this pit offense is pretty. They're not going to be easy to stop. I know that, like, not even. I'm not even saying easier than Bowling Green. Like, they're not going to be easy to stop. Right. And especially, de- I mean, Tennessee's defense just isn't up to snub. I mean, you kind of saw that at the linebacker position on Thursday night. I, I would say um, everything going into the preseason that we thought, at least, and I'm sure most fans, is that the linebacker would be your weakest position, and that. I think that was proven on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, I thought Jeremy Banks played pretty well. I, I don't think Juwan Mitchell had his best game by any means. Um, I don't even know if he had a tackle. Um he, he just kind of looked a little slow. I guess is the right word. Just didn't didn't really jump off the page to me. Right. Um, but I, I thought you know Theo Jackson was definitely a bright spot. I did not see him being the defensive MVP of, of the yeah. game going into it. So I think that's that's huge to really get that um, production from your, your nickel guy who's such a big part in this defense. Yeah, absolutely. And and we talked about, too, I mean, Theo, the way Theo Jackson flew around, Alante Taylor was, was uh, getting to the ball really, really well and made some big hits um, like you kind of expected him to. Interceptions, which Alante Taylor didn't drop one, but um, two – two drop picks really Uh, Jalen McCullough. And then who's the, it was a linebacker. No, was it Theo Jackson? It was on, it was, it was close to Bowling greens and Bowling greens end zone. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that. So um, yeah, I mean, you're right, Wes, they didn't show a whole lot defensively. I mean, in offensively, everything was pretty, pretty vanilla. Um, So yeah, when you get a little bit more aggressive, which I hope is the case, I hope that wasn't normal play calling. Um, your defense gets more opportunities to make plays, but I thought they created plenty of opportunities to make plays. I mean, we're, we're sitting here talking about two drop picks. Um, they they did have opportunities to get to the quarterback that they didn't quite finish out the play. But I mean, over overall, I thought they played really, really well. And well, I, was Green was getting it out pretty quick. They weren't yeah. really giving Tennessee the. They weren't trying to throw it deep. Right. Um, You know, they weren't giving Tennessee the, uh, the option to really I mean, get to the quarterback. How many very freaking often. jet sweeps did they run? Yeah, it was a bunch of misdirection and stuff like that, just kind of confused. You know, I I get it, but you know, that's not going to win you a bunch of games doing that. So, no, and it probably has it probably has to do with their opponent too, who they're playing and what they're trying to get. Um, but yeah, I thought the defensive line was probably the brightest spot of the night. Yeah, I would agree. I Them or the running backs for sure. That's a that's a good point. The running backs I thought played really well. Maybe relying on, um, you know, one. Specifically, you know, one I know some guys got touches in there. Um, you know, Jalen Wright got plenty, um, but I mean, I think I thought they played really, really well. I'm curious to see if Jabari Small, how good is he, kind of on his own. I yeah, don't know but, if they uh, utilized that one-two punch that much. Like, I got—I don't think they did. But you know, you saw him with another guy, so you got to wonder if he's the if he's the only one of those two on Saturday. He's going to get more carries, and how does he do on his own? Yeah, I think Tyon was definitely the more explosive, Yeah, yeah. you know, big playability guy. Um, but I think Jabari Small is, you know, very capable of being a great back in this league. Um, you know, I, I don't know what you see this week with, you know, we've heard rumors of Tyon Evans. Um, he is doubtful, but, right. um, you know, it, it seems like there, there may be a, a sickness issue in there. So we'll, we'll see what his status is come game time. But, you know, you, you – might see a bigger dose of Jabari small and and possibly a bigger dose of Jalen Wright. Now uh, who's that third guy is the most interesting thing to me coming into this week? Yeah, definitely. Um I guess all the garbage time carries pretty much got to Marcus Pierce Jr. Is he the third guy, or was that just kind of a? This Thanks. Thank you thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't I mean, I guess you have to assume or I guess your fourth guy on Thursday. Um, but I guess you got to assume right now he is your third guy. But but we'll see. Uh, you know, you'll definitely. I think you'll find out against Pitt. It's not looking. Do you want to see I'll D. Be Beckwith early. as that third guy? Yeah. I would. Do I want to? I think I, it's something different. Like I, I, I kind of think Jabari and and maybe Jalen Wright. I know Jalen Wright's faster than Jabari Small, but you know those are kind of the similar style and, and backs. But I, I would love to see you know something different thrown in there like a D. Beckwith or a Lenith Whitehead. Yeah, and I think D. Beckwith can be used um, you know, pretty uniquely too. Uh whereas they did kind of, you know, they they threw the ball to Jalen Wright. Uh I think they did. Or they tried to. I don't know if he actually had a completed I think Jabari uh, Small it's, was it's on Javonte, one. It was Javante Payton that they they were having. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, I think they I don't know. We'll see. Um I, I'm not sure who that third guy or fourth guy, depending on the situation with Evans this week and what what happens there. Um it, Anybody else you like specifically want to talk about that impress before we do get into pit? Um I I like what I saw from Cade Mays, Javante Spragans. I thought Cooper played pretty well when he was in the game. Um we'll we'll see kind of what his status is going into to this week as well. Um it seems like he's kind of day to day, so we'll see. Something that was really weird to me was the um the linebackers. They were switching out linebackers. They were putting you know, every couple drives, they'd put Salon Page and Aaron Beasley in. Um, and I just I didn't really like that. And then every – it seems like every couple of drives, they'd put Kenneth George Jr. in over Lante Taylor. So I just thought that was interesting. You know, maybe the Damian Pierce thing, maybe it's just like thank you for, <laughs> you know, being here. I just – it was just a weird dynamic of right. getting those guys reps when – you know, just why? <laughs> I just didn't understand it. That's uh, a preseason game. I mean, that's uh, that's what the these games are, preseason games. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe a thank you for your service thing there. Um, another thing I do, and this kind of goes into who impressed me, like I, I did – I hated on the linebackers, so I'll, I'll kind of walk back a little bit and say I thought Jeremy Banks did play good, especially in run support. I think – and this mattered with them running a lot of jet sweeps. I think the defense as a whole – Um, whether it was a defensive lineman getting out into space and making this happen, or, um, Theo Jackson or linebackers, or like I thought whoever, whoever's job it was, I thought the defense set the edge really, really well. Um, kept everything inside, allowed their, uh, you know, the other 10 guys to, to make plays on it, um, in between the hashes. I I just thought whoever's job it was, any given play, I thought they did a good job setting the edge. Um, I think there were a couple guys that were at corner that did it well. Um, so I think it was kind of a group effort to do it. It wasn't just one guy that just ex- did it exceptionally well. Um, but Jeremy Banks, I think had two big tackles where he just set the edge, kind of held the guy up in space and was able to, to make a play on it. So, I mean, if that's something that the defense is able to do all year, well, that helps you out a ton when you're playing great speed. Of course, it gets harder when you're playing great speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a, that's a big deal on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I thought Cedric Tillman kind of impressed me too. I mean, he, very easily could add three touchdowns on the nine. Yes. Um, so, Which I mean, gets just me back, gets me back into my preseason point of I'd rather have a good arm than a strong arm. Correct. Say that. Correct. Um, yeah, I thought he impressed. He, he got that separation. You know, he wasn't a guy that you are going to hear about, you know, as, as a burner like a lot of these guys are on this roster. But, you know, he was the one that they seemed to trust with the deep ball, just overthrew him. Yeah, and, and, I mean, you know, does it does it help having kind of those speedsters on the outside, um, you know, where that safety support kind of rolls to? Does that help free up Cedric Tillman? I, I mean, it, it did seem like they favored him on the deep balls, which I, I thought was interesting, um, but he was there. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're going to get a, a heavy dose of press, man, just because, you know, they did struggle a little bit getting separation, and that's what Pat Narduzzi loves to do is, you know, bring the house, stop the run and play press man on the outside and, and force a quarterback to, to make a, you know, really good throws to, to beat them. And with the completion percentage going back, I, I think they're really going to test Joe Milton this, oh, yeah. this week. Oh yeah. And the way he, I thought he moved well in the pocket, but I mean, everybody's eyes were kind of set on him standing in the pocket. So curious to see how they attack him. Well, I mean, how he, he did, like he did run for 44 yards. So I was, I was impressed with how he ran the ball. He did, Have two touchdowns. Um, Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people were, I guess, depressed about his speed, um, upset about his speed. I mean, there's no way you thought he was a speedster, right? Yeah, he looks like a defensive end. (laughs) So, um, and I mean, he never – I mean, that one touchdown, I guess a lot of people were upset with, you know, him not running as fast as he can. Um, He wasn't trying to break a world record. He was just trying to get the checkerboards. Yeah. So – and, and he could have easily handed that off, and it would have went for a touchdown too. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but, uh, before we get into piss, someone asked, "Do you guys think Bailey will ever the field?" I do not think the quarterback competition per se. Like, I don't think the quarterback set in stone. I'll say that. Obviously, yeah, I mean of number one going forward, but I don't think that's or you know as of now, but I don't think that's necessarily set in stone. Yeah, I think he kind of like maybe that first game was kind of his. Coming out party to see if he would just take it over, and I don't think he really just did enough to, you know, put everybody out of their I think the job's still his to lose. Yeah, I just, I don't think it's gonna happen in. Like, I don't think he's gonna lose it in a practice. No. So it's no, something- it would it would be a game. Good you know, God, Tampa what? just had an incredible punt. I want to know the distance on that, and he put it inside the two yard line. That was incredible. They punted it, already. Dang it. That had that had to be a 52-yard punt. We need them to win and win big. That I don't, I mean, that was just incredible. 65 yards. Holy freaking crap. Joe said it was 65 yard punt. Oh, yeah. I'm on YouTube TV. I was like, how'd you figure that out so fast? I'm delayed. That's incredible. Golly. Sorry. I love a good special teams play. If you can't tell. <laughs> um Joe plays the first four games, no matter what. That's what Wes McLaughlin said. I, I think this being your second game instead of like Tech, I mean, and he's not super, you know. Like you said, I don't think he has just a stronghold on the position. I'm not saying you see Bailey, but I mean, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I don't think the, I don't think you've necessarily seen the last of the quarterbacks. I hope, I hope Joe Miller just takes over. Like that would be fantastic. That means you got a good quarterback. Is Bailey going to redshirt? <laughs> I guess he still can, can he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he would technically still be a freshman next year if he did. He'd be a redshirt freshman. Uh we'll see. I don't know. That's. I mean, hilarious. I, it, it seemed like Hendon Hooker was the next quarterback to go in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, maybe that that is something that they want to, because Joe Milton, I think, can be here next year as well, and then he'll be gone. Right. So. Be and interesting. Not, yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, Heupel is bringing in his guy, though, if you want to look at it that way, as a freshman, so pretty highly touted. Yep. But, eh, you know, just saying.
1: That's yeah, yeah,
0: we'll see. So let's talk Pitt, though. Let's get into Pitt. We've sat on, we've sat on Bowling Green enough. We have can't can't rest on the victories. you got to move on. 24 hours later. Yeah, they won 51 to 10, I think, over – Fifty-one to seven, and what's funny, what I think is hilarious about this Tennessee and Pitt matchup is you have two teams playing that won in dominant fashions their first week, that played two of the worst teams in college football. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean you can't really say anything about either one really. No, um, that, nothing's to tell. You're still. It's almost like it's still their first game. Mm-hmm. Now, Kenny Pickett did have a better showing than Joe Milton yeah. when it looks at completion wise and stuff like that. He is a veteran guy. He seems like he's been there forever. I think this is his fifth or sixth year. I think it's his fifth year. Um, as a quarterback for Pitt, played in like 40-something games or started 40-something games um, at Pitt. So he's definitely a guy you can lean on, a guy that they trust. And uh, they got uh, Lucas Kroll. I think he was a Florida tight end and transferred to Pitt. Um, he's going to be you know, a, a matchup for Tennessee that Tennessee's got to take care of. He had five receptions for 58 yards and a touchdown against UMass. You know, that's going to be a big thing for, I think, our safeties, Jalen McCullough, Trayvon Flowers, and also um, the nickel and Theo Jackson to really cover him up. But, you know, I was super impressed with Theo Jackson, so I think he's up for the challenge. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely – I think I don't think the Tennessee defense is completely out of it. I think another thing, Kroll is obviously going to be a big part of it, but, I mean – this pit off this pit offense does have it, and they spread the ball around in week one. Um, they have Kroll. They they have um, Jordan Addison, excuse me. Uh, I think he was the the freshman of the year in the ACC. Maybe uh, had a big year, like six hundred and seventy yards receiving. Um, so still have him on the roster. Uh, they return their running back Hammond. So I mean, like they've they've just got a ton to kind of look look to. Now, do I think those guys are all world guys? Not necessarily, but, I mean, I think Pitt's going to have a ton of options come Saturday. Like, it's going to take a lot for Tennessee to slow their offense down. Yeah, I mean, they – I think they allowed um, only 42 rushing yards on defense. I think they are third in the nation last year in rushing defense. So, you know, Pat Narduzzi, their head coach, is going to take away Tennessee's – or attempt to take away Tennessee's rushing game, which they rushed for 326 yards in week one – um, and he's gonna play press man. He's gonna make the receivers um create separation. He's gonna make a quarterback that struggled a little bit in week one, only had one completion in the second half go out and beat him. Yeah, and that, you know, I don't I don't know a ton about the Pitts defense. It's so it's gonna be kind of interesting to see how everyone's uh, talked about how how Narduzzi really likes to, to, you know, key up those blitzes, and and uh, I, I said it last week. like People were texting me during the game, like, what is going on with Joe Milton, like, literally sitting in the pocket? Um, I was like, I mean, I just – I think a lot of that has to do with speed of the game because he did a good job when he got pressure moving around, finding space. So, I think – I said – and I don't think it happens overnight, which is unfortunate. Like, it's definitely something that needs to be addressed and fixed, but it's like, when it's fast, I don't see how he even has the mindset of stopping his feet. So really interesting to see this week how he how he handles the blitzes you know after what you saw last week of of some maybe questionable technique. <laughs> yeah and no, I don't think Tennessee wants to get anywhere near like having a bunch of a third and longs against this nope. Pittsburgh defense um especially with what you mentioned the Tom blitzes um they're going to bring the house you know the, I mentioned they had the one of the best defenses in the country last season. They lost some guys but they got a veteran front seven. Um, so they and definitely wanted to utilize. Did they get a defensive transfer like in too? I think Maybe. they got a. I think they got a linebacker from Penn State. Okay. I, I don't know where he ranks. Kind of. I don't know where he ranked at Penn State. I don't know where he ranks. Kind of now with with the Pitt defense. Um, but I, I think they did get a guy in. So interesting. <laughs> I'll have to double check that though. But like, I was I was reading about Pitt and I was like, yeah, they're good. They're like they're a good team. They're supposed to have a good season this year. But I mean, I wasn't super impressed that they went five and five last season as ACC. No, and I think Wes just kind of said it too in the what I my thoughts on them. They're not great everywhere or anywhere, but they're pretty solid everywhere. I think that's a great description of, um, of Pitt. And I think that's what makes them a challenging opponent for Tennessee. Like if there were some areas that they were good or great in that that kind of favored Tennessee, you know, that played to Tennessee's strengths, I think that gives Tennessee a, a good opportunity on Saturday. I think Pitt's going to be um, too much at once for Tennessee. Like, I, I think they're, they've are they got enough that if, if one guy's not, you know, not really bringing it today, there's a, another guy there on the other side of the, the ball to to kind of bring him back. And um, so I I think that presents more of it. Like, I would almost rather than have, like, a great quarterback, but no running back and and maybe a re- one receiver. Like, I'd mm-hmm. almost rather them have something like that. Like, one guy, we're going to bank on one guy beating us. Like, make, make it happen. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know it's happened a lot lately, so – I realize that's a bad statement I'm saying, but I just feel like there's – I feel like there's going to be too much for Pitt. Yeah, um, you do have coaches that have faced this this Pitt team. I think Josh Heupel did in 2018 and 19 at UCF, and then you had um, Tim Banks face Pitt at, from 2016 to 2019 at, at Penn State. So at least you have some familiarity with – with this team. I mean, it it is a different team, but they do have the same coach. I think same offensive coordinator. Um, So you, you have some, some guys that have faced this pit team and, and, you know, hopefully they're prepared for them because I I think the most, the the thing I'm worried about most is, is something that maybe I shouldn't be, but I think it's offensive line. I, I think it's, our rush offense against their rush defense yeah. um I, I think it's protecting joe milton you know not giving up the a strip sack you know turnovers stuff like that um so i think it's going to be a big challenge for our offensive line but there is talent up there on that offensive line where i kind of feel okay about it too yeah and you got to worry about cooper mays probably not playing um pretty and then tie on him. as well and of course Ty evans but um yeah, I, I think the uh, the offensive line they still have a lot to prove. Again, glad they went out and beat the opponent in front of them on Thursday, but you, now you got to go beat the next guy, um, the guy that's in front of you on, on Saturday. So, and that's going to be your real test. So, I I hope they do it. I think if they set that tone, uh, makes it a lot easier, especially if Evans um, isn't there, because I think Jabari Small is going to have to make a lot, like probably make a ton of plays at the line of scrimmage where he's either me- making a guy miss. Um, you know, shedding a tackler. Like I, I think there's gonna be a it's gonna be a tall task for the running backs uh to be as effective as they were last weekend. Yeah, I agree. And, and Pat Narduzzi did say, you know, and and I've had some people say some stuff to me about this because I, I fired off a tweet about Pat Narduzzi's comments about the I was gonna uh, ask you about, about those comments. Yeah the I mean he, he he basically just said what any coach should probably say in that situation is you know, we'll, we'll be prepared for it. It shouldn't be a problem. Um, and which I get that, but like. Oh, listen, I think Newland Stadium is a special environment. I don't know about a noon. Like, I legitimately don't know if a noon game is not going to present the same kind of problems that a night, like at an 8 o'clock or a 6 o'clock kickoff would. Seven o'clock no, kickoff. no I, I get that. But it is different than, you know, last year they didn't play in front of a crowd or five games they didn't. And then the, the time they did, it was at, at Clemson. They had 18,000 people there. And um, how many of his guys have been on airplanes before? Is he factoring in that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, you got to factor in everything. Um, and, and it wasn't a shot at Pat Narduzzi. I mean, I, I don't necessarily F, disagree. But, but with also he's. F Pat Narduzzi. Right. Yeah. Like, that. that's a challenge to us. Well, that's another thing, too. Like, you, you said every coach says that. And I guess they kind of do. It's like, because every coach... I feel they're, like, they're saying they're prepared for anything. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, think I feel I like think. that's always a question when teams go to like big stadiums. It's like, uh, are you? Can you guys handle the crowd noise? And I, I think I think it's hilarious because, like, in football, how much communication truly happens through like word of mouth? You know, like especially nowadays with mm-hmm. all the signals, with the silent count. Like, it's just funny because yeah, sure, your communication is you know different, but it's like not really that different. Yeah, I don't know if it like does communication, but all like I, I feel like it can from a momentum standpoint. Like if you oh. get a big turnover and you know, you yeah. get another big turnover and like it's just pounding on top of you, that's hard to overcome. Well, I'm not even discrediting like completely crowd noise because like oh I mean, even in twenty fifteen, Oklahoma had to refigure out their snap count mm-hmm. um, at the line of scrimmage. So it's like I, I don't think it's completely just out of the realm of possibilities that but that's also like one of the loudest games I've ever Heard and a lot of people have ever heard, so like that's a standout moment. Um But no, yeah, I mean, oh, I fully believe. Like it's there's nothing worse, and I felt it so many times in my life than feeling the air get sucked out of Nealand. And I feel like if I can feel it, those dudes on the field can feel it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That BYU catch, I knew we lost right then and there, and it's still had an overtime to go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know of any really. Oh, the George the the Georgia game in thirteen. Oh. That one was brutal. The the Pig Howard fumble, that one, the air yeah. that – I mean, I don't know if anyone said a word. Like, no one was even like, F this, F that, like, leaving the stadium. I think everyone was just so – because that was a sad moment. that was It wasn't even, like, angry. Like, no one – like, the ref probably made the right call, so you're not even that mad at the ref. You're like, you can't be mad at Pig. Like, it's just like – you're just Such mad that you're Tom a Tennessee fan yeah. that day. <laughs> <laughs> you're just so sad. Like That was a funny one. No, I mean, funny to look back on how – just the circumstances of it. Um, yeah, so I, I'm 100% with you on, like, the energy from the crowd. The energy from the crowd, in my opinion, is way more, which it plays into sound, is way more, like, of a deterrent, I guess, to a team than the actual physical sound. Right, and and Stadium is just different than – you know the ACC schools. I'm I'm sorry but they are. It's just different. Um so you you might be well pre- prepared. You might be throwing in Rocky Top and crowd noise at your practices, but when it comes to the real game, I think it's it's going to be different for them. And that's more of a challenge at our fan base, our student section, Joe, that means you got <laughs> <laughs> to bring it. Yeah. Um got to got to be ready for for pit this week, I, I think I hope hopefully that comment just stirred the pot a little bit. Bulletin board material. If you that's know. like, why, well, as a coach, why would you even say stuff like that? Like, what's the oh, point? yeah, like, just, what do you have to gain from it, right? Also, I find uh, music playing out of practice way more obnoxious than any crowd could ever be to me. So like, yeah, I would, true. if I was that player, I would, you know, a lot of people like the music at practice, like, sure, music's fine, but like, the deafening. Where you can barely hear the music because the speaker is so loud, that is miserable to me. So, uh, getting to the the game experience, the light show was it wasn't even considered a light show? I, I didn't. I mean, I was obviously I watched it on TV. Um, I didn't like, see en- enough of it. The pictures oh, with the fireworks though, and the lights like turn. Oh, that was yeah, sad. that. Yeah, that's cool. But like, it wasn't like a. I mean, they just played them throughout. Like they just showed the lights throughout, but it wasn't like. It didn't get dark. It yeah, but I don't think dark. it should. So. No, 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 no. I, I agree, so, but it wasn't think. like a light show. Yeah, I think maybe that term might have been overused. Um, like it wasn't like the Georgia or Alabama thing. I don't think I'd have to go back and watch Georgia and Alabama's. Alabama's was. Um, it got pretty, pretty dark. cool. They yeah, but like it was like like their orange or their red lights were still completely on. And I think Georgia was the same way. Yeah. So I don't I don't know about with Tennessee's, but my question is too like. And I don't know what those other schools have as far as, like, around the bowl. But, like, Tennessee's LED boards, like, if you drive by and just the LED boards are on, it's like you can see the light coming out of me. Like, mm-hmm. it's very – it's not as bright as the lights, but it's very, very, very bright. Right. It's like, I don't know if those stayed on and just, you know, didn't allow it to get very dark or I don't know. I don't know. And then know. after the third quarter, we played freaking Kenny Chessy. Dude. dude, it pisses me off that, like, anytime anything cool is happening at Tennessee, whoever's in charge is like, how can we make this not fun anymore for anybody? You could you could have pulled every mother effort in that thing. What song you want playing at the end of the third quarter. Friends in Low Places. Every single person. Yeah, First and like, player. I guess it was, they tried to make it more Tennessee because they had Peyton Manning when he was younger singing with him at, at Kenny Chesney's show in Neyland Stadium. But it was just like, Kenny sucks. No one and likes Kenny. <laughs> a lot of people love Kenny, which shocks me. But – it's not like if they had traded it out for like if Kenny Chesney was like an actual Tennessee fan, okay, whatever. But like he's a fan, I mean, like yeah, if, Morgan listen, Wallen's a bigger Tennessee fan than not after his Kenny not after his, <laughs> not after his Alabama. I guess he's the only he's the only Tennessee into f Alabama in the last. 15 I mean, he wears more Tennessee stuff than Kenny Chesney <laughs> ever thought about wearing. No, I mean, like. I get what Kenny's doing. He has to pander to the, you know, to he, it's how he makes money. Whatever. That's fine. I get that. I, I, I wouldn't do it because I'm a real Tennessee fan. Um, but I get it. So, but like, why are you playing? What song was it? Back where I come from? Yeah. At least it was that one. Yeah. At least it was that one. If we're going to pick one, at least it was that one. But I mean, like, it was Friends in Low Places, I feel like describes the. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Friends in Low Places, that that was just a banger. And you went from a banger to like, okay, that's a pretty good song. Like, if if the, but but it's Kenny Chesney, like him wearing the Alabama stuff, like, no one wants him playing. Yeah. But if the South End Zone had its own theme song, like the concourse of the South End Zone, it would be Friends in Low Places. Yeah.
1: Or I I mean, like, the the the
0: program in general for the last (laughs) 20 years. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I was there's something else I was gonna ask about Pat Arduzzi. I don't remember. I can't guys this will be my first time back in Nealan since November of 2019. I am fired up. I mean You coming in tomorrow night? I'll be in late tomorrow night. Gotta to get some stuff together, finalize some stuff for the tailgate. Um so I'll do that tomorrow night. But yeah. Cool. Be up late. Get up early. <laughs> get up early. We'll be there, seven a.m. Seven AM. Be there, be square. Can't wait. Johnny Majors, Johnny Majors. I'm We haven't even talked about it. Freaking orange pants It got announced right before we hopped on here. Orange bridges, baby. They're back. I can't wait. That, that makes. This, me- I'm sure is heated. I I wish, I wish I had orange pants now. I really do. I have yeah. orange. I have orange sweatpants. Have to, how, how orange are they? Are they real? Oh, orange? They're they're Tennessee. They're Tennessee. Okay. 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 I don't wear them often. I, I, yeah, it's hard to kind of pull off just orange pants out in public. Yeah, it's it's not easy. <laughs> um, th- that reminds me of the red pants we got our sophomore year. I never wore them. Of football. Ever. I mean, we look like Santa's elves <laughs> running around with a um, red hoodie and a red sweatpants. We looked terrible. Yeah, we did. Plaid suit coat. I if I had a good, I used, I, I still have jacket, plaid plaid jacket. May have to bust that out in, in honor of Coach Majors. I got Where a plaid not jacket. Good. Not like, yeah, like it's kind of, it's, it's not a, like an yeah. old school one. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, you need a John. What do you mean, Johnny Majors looked fantastic. Johnny Majors was a. L- I mean, it's player. like it's like I didn't mean to say nice. It, it was like new. <laughs> it's not like vintage. You can you can tell it's from this era. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's Michael Strahan collection, if that tells you. (laughs) (laughs) He bought bought, uh, suits for the entire Jackson State team. Dang. Yeah. Jackson State's like rolling in it, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. They got more money than Tennessee does. I bet they could get a crane. (laughs) They're still working on getting names on the back of their jerseys. (laughs) That's true. I bet they could get a crane, though. They could take down some pictures. I I bet they could get a crane. I can get a crane. (laughs) <laughs> oh. So who you got? Oh, dang it. I kind of forgot about predictions. I, I've got Pitt. I'll say that. I've got Pitt winning. Um I think they score a fair amount too. I, I'm trying to decide if Tennessee gets into the 30s and that kind of effect. I just don't know how much Pitt wins, but I guess I should say just Pitt 37. Damn. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say Tennessee. 30. 37 Seven points, pit covers. Yeah, I think pit covers. I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to say 27-24. Okay, a little bit low scoring. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say – Over I'm say, No, I'm going under this game for sure. Um, I'm going to go – Pitt. I want to go to Tennessee. After those only chance, I, wanted to, to camps, to to I wanted to switch. I wanted to switch it, but prove me um, wrong. Like, please yeah, prove me wrong. I think that's my thing. Is like Tennessee's got to prove they can win a, a big game. Um, and I'm. I mean, it's kind of sad we're thinking of Pitt as a, a big game, but I think it is well, is a, a big game for for this program. Yeah, that's a. I mean, it's a big game. If anybody wants to, you know, bull crap it and. If they want to act like this in a big game, those are the same kind of dudes that, that walk into a bar and, and think they can pick up the hottest girl there. And yeah. How do you how do you think they honor Johnny Majors besides like a video tribute? I don't know what they're gonna do. I was hoping there would be some kind of like at least like a patch or something like that both teams wore. Um you think um Heupel has a suit coat? No chance. <laughs> No change. That would be awesome. Um, if somebody wants to get in his ear about that, I mean, that would be fantastic. Who, who did that with? Oh, Malzahn did it with Pat Dye. Yeah, you right. wore the the, the Ty hat Ty. and the yeah. You yeah. wear a tie? I guess he did. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, that that would be very that'd be very cool. I, I mean, I was hoping they could. I don't like. I don't get Tennessee's. I mean, Tennessee just needs to go the BYU route. They need to have several versions of like the orange and white that they've had throughout the years that they can wear any given time. Yeah. Um, so I hate that they didn't have a, you know, a, a Johnny Majors jersey from his coaching days, playing days would have looked a little goofy with the sleeves, but um, like a Johnny Majors tribute. But from you could the have made it day. more like modern. Yeah, but they were literally just playing with like sleeves down to the elbow, which I guess you could have done, and that would have been fine too. But I feel like they were honoring this game because of his coaching legacy, since he coached at Pitt as well. So like coaching would have made sense in my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would have been it would have been really cool if they had found kind of more. Like if they're gonna dub it and make money off of his name, because um, they're selling shirts, so they're making money off Johnny Major's name again. It would have been nice to like see cooler, I guess, aspects of it rather than just throwing a logo together to sell it. Yeah, I agree. Like, and those sh- shirts, I mean, 100 percent cotton. If you get a, <laughs> if I get a large, I'm gonna wash it once. It's gonna get dried, and then I'm never gonna be able to wear it again. It's gonna become my wife's t-shirt. So, <laughs> um. Yeah, just. I, I hope they do something. You know, the the best thing I could think of was giving him the the hosman that, or presenting his family with the hosman that he actually deserves. <laughs> that would have that would be good. <laughs> uh Maybe they could get back to the the uh, beer barrel. Whiskey, oh, there barrel. you go. Yeah, bring it out yeah. for this game. Oh, he would love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's a. Now I think it'd be it'd be nice if they could find a, a cool way to do it, but I, I don't have any faith right now. And it, I, just like I don't have faith in necessarily how this team performs on Saturday, I still don't have faith in this athletic department as a whole. So, sorry, Danny White, nothing against you, bro. Prove me wrong. Did I hear where he bought Butch Jones's old house? No way. Somebody said that. I think it was on the market well after he moved here, but I mean, I guess he could have been they could have been living in like a just a temporary house. I don't. I never heard that. Okay. Maybe uh, yeah. if you know that, please let me know. Cause I want to find out if that's true or not. Cause that's law. That, I mean, it's a nice house. I'd buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and and he got it way marked down, didn't he? I mean, if like, they were, Oh yeah. It's been on the market forever. <laughs> so maybe he did. Maybe, Hey, maybe he's just a, or maybe they wouldn't go down on the price. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure at all. I, I hadn't heard that. Um, Anything else for the Johnny Majors game? Anybody? I mean, anything else you want to see? Um, are you going to go get fully vaxxed before? Yeah, I'm already fully vaxxed. What a weird. Like, I guess they're just trying to encourage it. What are like, hey, before you walk into the stadium, why don't you come over here and get a vaccine? Yeah, and like, what if it's their first one? Like, does that. Or, or which one are they going to get? Are they going to get the Pfizer? <laughs> yeah, I, I uh. Did you have to come back in two weeks. Is are they trying to sell another ticket for two that's weeks? What that's what it is. That's a like that's another thing. Is like if it's my second shot, I heard the second shot is the one that kicks your ass. I'm gonna oh, power you. Yeah. I'm gonna pass out in the stadium because you don't have enough water to sell. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like it. <laughs> I mean, my dad. Like I was at a baseball game. My dad basically had to carry me to the car because I could not walk after the second one. So I know it affects people differently. Apparently. If you got a good immune system, it, it really beats you up, which I don't understand. But somebody told me that, so. Oh, um, then. <laughs> yeah, a lot, some people felt nothing. I was like, dude, I was on my deathbed. Well, hopefully, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Find out. I mean, maybe take uh, some tequila shots. Oh, there you go. Get prepped. I mean, yeah, and then go get the vaccine. All right, I'm, I'm in. That sounds like a good time to me. I'm excited, though. I wish it wasn't a noon game. I feel like you could have done something more for, you know, teams that don't really play each other. That's Honor and Johnny Majors. I feel like it shouldn't be a noon game, but here we are. Right, it'll be fun. Tailgating will be fun. Um, game day atmosphere will be fun. I, th- I mean, I think there's going to be a, a lot of people there. I don't, I'm sh- I don't know if it tops Bowling Green. It's supposed to be pretty. It's supposed to be like 81 degrees, um, so water shouldn't be an issue. We'll see. Uh, I, I'm excited. Knock on wood. Uh, <laughs> knock on wood. I hope it's uh, well it, it was raining. It rained last night and I got up and I was like, I swear if it's supposed to rain Saturday, I will murder someone. I mean I will just I'm I will do it. I've, I've waited so long for Saturday. Our yeah, we can't wait anymore. We got cool, cornhole boards, Shotsky, um we're gonna have the TV going. It's gonna be fun. I'm excited. I'm gonna try to find a way to to multi stream. Well yeah, what sucks about the TV is three like TVs? Three TVs, four TVs if you want. There's no game. It's just gonna be college game days. College game day, hey, um, and dang it, we're in an international window. I was about to say, uh, Landon, they'll be EPL on. My statement stands. <laughs> I have been I've have been trying to dip like baseball just sucks betting, so I have been trying to dip into some soccer. There you go. Bet the overs. Um, Bet the overs, yeah. I did bet on USA last night. The over that thank was a late God. hit too. Yeah, thank God they scored hit. three in the seventy-five minute plus. I went to bed thinking we lost or tied. Yeah, so that asleep. was that was good. Um, and I have bet on tennis too. U.S. Open. Oh, wow, that's like Djokovic. To win okay. The whole thing. So, How's that going? He's in the semis. So perfect. He plays tomorrow, and then. Championships on Sundays. We'll figure out if I won 30 bucks or not. Excellent. I like so, it. Love it. Um, let's talk about, speaking of betting, college football, who, who you got this week? Who are your locks? My locks? Oh, whoa, EPO's back this Saturday? I got to go set my fantasy lineup. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's Jose. Thank you, Jose. Oh, crap. I'm glad you said that. I'm already sucking in fantasy, so I really don't want to lose any more than I have to. Um... This week I got my lock, my lock for the week, South Carolina money line over ECU. It's ECU. I mean, I know they're pretty decent team. Wait, what's the money line at? It, they were at minus two, so it was like one twenty-one thirty. Okay. So yeah, you won't even you won't even take the spread at that. Mm-hmm. Nope. You won't take them at two. They just got to win my football. In it. That's more money. I'm hammering money line, baby. Okay. All right. Hey, you do you. I'm not here to force anybody's hand. Uh, my first lock, and this is an easy one. You guys should have known it. Over Coastal Carolina and Kansas. Take it. Why? I mean, why? Why even think twice about it? Take it. 52 uh, and yeah. a half. Coastal's going to score 45 on their own. We just need Kansas to sprinkle in a couple points. Okay. Um, Coastal, my next may not one, score. Coastal may not score 45 on their own, by the way, guys. Um, this will be a tougher test, but I've got faith. They score. My next lock is I'm going under Tennessee Pitt. I th- I like it. Okay. I like the under. I know life's too short to bet the under, but um, I just – 57. That's a lot of points for teams that, you know, number one, I, I think Tennessee's defense looks pretty decent so far. We'll see. Hopefully they don't prove me wrong. Um, but I think Pittsburgh's defense is also pretty good. So, I'm going under. Okay. Um, my next one was uh and and Colorado over. 50 and a half. I gotta think those two teams score more than 25 or, you know, enough to get to 50. I firmly believe that'll happen. Yep. A M looked a little slow, sluggish. They played... Who they play? It was, a, it was a small team low team um hmm. and then i think colorado gets there for sure. so i, I think 15 and a half so easy over okay um i also got michigan minus six and a half over washington washington's coming off a loss to montana that's true that's true so i like i like michigan to at least win by a touchdown okay I, that's fair that, that kind of gets into my south carolina point but i also i kind of want to go ecu money line i wish it was better it's only like plus 100 like it's only money. Now. It's plus one. Yeah, I, I just think at the end of the, I think I think Doty's back, and then Zequandre White is, you know, he's an oh, SEC wow. back. So yeah. I, I think they just kind of dominate later on in the game. Fair. I, I probably would have just taken Carolina though spread but I, to yeah. cover. Yeah, yeah, I mean you can, <laughs> but it's not uh, a lock. That's fair. we want locks. We want free money, Caleb. <laughs> Landon's only taking locks. I like it. Uh, my next one is Miami minus eight and a half. Uh, they are playing Appalachian State. I just gotta think Miami beats them by a little more than a touchdown. That's, that's it. That's that's my expert opinion. Yeah, I just I'm staying away from this game. I did uh, App State was one of my locks last week, and they they won it for me. So I'm gonna stay away from it. Chase sure. Bryce is at App State. He was at Clemson, then he was at Duke, and now he's at App State. He was twenty for twenty-seven. Um, just gotta, just gotta stay away. I was not impressed with Miami at all. Yeah, but who are they playing? True, but still, they didn't like show me anything <laughs> And I was just like. That makes me feel confident. That's fair, but it, it's again expert opinion. It's App State. It is App State. <laughs> My very last one, um, and this is just me betting against Florida, South Florida to cover twenty eight and a half. Mm. I, I don't know if Florida can just. I don't know if they'll just put the gas pedal on anybody. Okay. Last week, yeah. We'll see. It's like a lot that. of points. It's a lot of points. It is a lot of points. It's a lot of points. I wanted to take Ohio State minus 13.5. I think it's up to 14.5 now against Oregon because I think uh, Kayvon Thibodeau might be out. Um, but What'd they made me sweat it out last week, so I'm I'm gonna stay away from it. You're not you're not touching it, yeah. uh, Wes. I he said I love Iowa. I assume he means Iowa Iowa State game. Uh, Iowa's at plus four and a half. I kind of uh. gotta agree, but I don't know if I'm willing to call it a lock, Wes. But I want to go. I, I want to go it. Iowa money line. I'm gonna throw some yeah. money on it. Yeah, that's okay. I think I, I I think I'm gonna go opposite here than Carolina. I think I'm gonna go Iowa just to cover four and a half. Okay. But I mean, I don't hate the album. I think I don't think either of those are a lock. I think yeah, like, I, I don't think it's a lock if they go. If it's I just go a good through, way to, to win some money. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, I think they're. I I think I'm with Wes in that. I love Iowa. I'm a big Hawkeye guy. What can I say? Hawkeye. <laughs> um, Joe, you got any locks? You got any picks that you like this week?
1: Um, in Ohio State, if I could have caught it at thirteen and a half, okay. Four I like and a half. That. That scares me. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> didn't Stroud have like four touchdowns, like or something? I mean, he looked. Eh. I think he only had like thirteen completions, but uh, yeah. I like Iowa plus four and a half. I would maybe make that a lock. I mean, I don't know. Lock it. Lock okay, it lock it's it down. Play game, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I. It's not about travel, so no. right. And, if you
1: want on the money line, I mean, it wouldn't be.
0: Iowa State just scares me because they started off really slow like that last year too. Yeah. This is just the second game, though. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. That's the good news. Um, Any more, Joe? Is that all you got? Is that your only one? Oh, yep, yep. Okay. Kind of cut out. also want to get your prediction with the Tennessee game. Who you got? Mm. Tennessee. Who's Sorry, like, man. I didn't get you before you got back out.
1: <laughs> I mean – you want my honest answer? Or you want me like? <laughs> I want I want honest Joe. Knowing what I've done every single year, where I get my hopes up for like something that like maybe won't happen—that's where I'm at. Yeah, pit wins by like three to ten range, like something in there. I don't think it'd be I don't think we'll get blown out or anything, but I'd love yeah. to say walls win by like fifty and just trample them and play <laughs> crazy. But yeah, like those the- orange pants got you
0: thinking that 50 points, right? right, right. Yeah. No, I, I've,
1: got, I've got my orange pants already ready for Saturday. <laughs>
0: there you go. I want a 50-burger. I'm sorry. I want a 50-burger.
1: I didn't get it last week, so I want a 50-burger this week. That's what I'm demanding.
0: <laughs> if they get a 50-burger, I'm going to lose on the under. That's going to make me a little sad, but I'll take it. Yeah. This is why we don't bet on Tennessee, Landon. No. I can't do it. I did bet on Pitt, so I'll get a win either way. There
1: you go. There's always that option, just like.
0: Yeah, throw it. Yeah, I'm gonna. There's also her. a loss either way, too. I yeah. mean. Right. It's truly setting yourself up for failure. Truly. Yeah. I don't. All I right. don't have any more good bets. I, I need them to open up some weird FCS betting so I can get in on that action. There's not a ton of great games this week either. There's not. There's really not. It, I think that so I do I do like Ohio State too like Joe mentioned but I think that Ohio State Oregon game can be pretty good. Yeah, you can get that alternate bet. It's probably like one twenty, one thirty. Alternate spread thirteen and a half. Oh, that's a noon game too. God, what is this bull crap? This
1: I is a lot of points, but I I see it at sixty four right now, and that's like I don't know. I don't know though. I well, I was,
0: right yeah, I I don't hate sixty four and a half. Honestly, I don't I don't hate it. I don't know if I I don't know if I I definitely won't lock it in. I don't know if I hate that. Um, which, which one? I, Ohio State. State. Yeah. yeah. Oh six. So, okay. You like the over? I mean, I don't.
1: I just feel like Fresno was able to get a decent amount up on Oregon. Like Ohio State's offense looked def- decent once they got past the interception and stuff. And I don't know.
0: If I just State don't know if Oregon can score enough to get to that. No.
1: I was thinking if Ohio State falls at, like, somewhere in the 35 range, I don't know if Oregon can keep their end of the deal up with 30. That's
0: All right, fair. That's fair. Uh, will that will that will uh, – two other games, are they going to be good? Is the Colorado A&M game going to be good? I guess that may mean A&M's not for real, if so. Because I don't know what Colorado has. Um, then you also have Texas and Arkansas. I,
1: SEC.
0: I, like, I like Texas minus seven. You know, like Texas minus seven, there is, they do got a true freshman quarterback. That makes me nervous. Gets a Sam Pittman defense. I don't love it, but... Oh, a artist. Sam Pittman defense. Credited him? Oh, yeah, that's Sam Pittman. Yes, sir. No, it, it, I guess it's Barry. I guess that defensive line is Sam Pittman. <laughs> He's a line guy. I it's oh, it a line anyway. But. Then you got the Mormon Bowl this week, Utah and BYU. Yeah, Utah minus – I like Utah on that one. If oh, I get a six game. and a half, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Zach Wilsonless BYU, lock it. <laughs> Where's the – does Vanderbilt have to get whooped in their own stadium again?
1: Who do the, they play? The home
0: game, Colorado State. Oh, aren't they like a big underdog? Uh, I can look at it. It's like sad. Uh, just my seven, or just seven points. That's still sad. I mean, it's not. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, that is hilarious. I cannot stop laughing at that. The mistakes they made were tr- were truly hilarious. Like they they were they were truly hilarious. Like it yeah, looked just trying to lose the game. Some of their mistakes looked like a like a middle school football game. It was it was awesome. ETSU took advantage of him, man. They did not hold back. Yeah, what about freaking
1: <laughs> I think Randy he,
0: Shannon, Randy Sanders? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, why did I say Shannon? I don't know, Randy, Randy Sanders. Randy. Did you see his? Sp- did you see his speech after the game? Very weird. Very. Yeah, weird I, I thought he would be a lot more hyped up about it. <laughs> and they he showed the whole awesome. thing. They showed the whole thing. I was like, all right, just turn it off. Like, yeah, it's very cringe. <laughs> Well, it's just like the classic what a coach says to a team after a win. I thought he was going to be like, F Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, that would have been, that'd <laughs> been hilarious. So, I, yeah, it was uh, – I was like, can we t- please turn this off? I watched the whole thing, unfortunately, because I thought – like I was with you. I thought at some point it was going to get <laughs> very hype, but
1: – Right. Real quick, do you guys like Kentucky minus five
0: and a half? Yeah, I, d- I did put that <sighs> in a parlay. I like that. I like Missouri. I like, I like Missouri. Missouri? Yeah, Missouri just didn't impress me they last did not, week. They did not look good last week. So, like, this is all just gut feeling. Throwing the brains out the window like I do for most of my gambling. But yeah, games. I could see them – I could see Kentucky winning by a touchdown. Yeah, home game. I mean, they, they just don't they dominate the line of scrimmage, just run the ball down their throats. I decided not to bet on it. So, that's how confident I am in my Missouri pick. i put it in a parlay, so we'll see what happens. Also, like Liberty over Troy – Money line. I think it's at. it was at like 150. I'll put I may, that in a parlay to just throw it in there. I need to do my teaser. I'll do that tonight. I may put Kentucky in that teaser. I wonder what I can tease them down to. Just money line? You can get them at like I think minus good. plus one. I guess it would get it at plus one. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know if I've ever taken a team from minus to plus. I have to look. I haven't done enough gambling. More gambling yeah. is in my future to figure this out. Right. Um, okay. Any uh, any questions? We have any? That's, that's all. God, I don't. I didn't. I saw someone ask for our score predictions, but I, we've already given those. So. Yeah, I can just check and make sure. See if we got anything. I don't have any. So Vanderbilt is is truly pitiful. Um, <laughs> truly, <laughs> Dude, truly. I mean that was the worst showing I've ever. That was way worse than a Georgia State loss. Well, I mean just. Speaking relative, yeah, it is, and every everything about it was was truly. Uh, they got they got whooped. They got whooped. They got whooped. And, and what's his name? Just he looks like a tw- like he just looks annoying. He looks like a Notre Clark Dame Yeah, uh, he yeah. he looks like a Notre Dame guy. <laughs> I don't. I have nothing personal against him. I just hate him because he's a Vanderbilt coach. Um, truly hate him for that reason. You that reason you, yeah, you, you find a reason. Did you see that stuff going around about, um you know, like, so someone was like, is Rocky Top the best fight song ever? Which is hilarious that, like, I, it's hilarious that people don't think we, well, here's the sad part. A lot of Tennessee fans don't know that, that Rocky Top's not the fight song. And that's okay. Like, I'm not hating. It's fine. But it's hilarious the amount of fans or the amount of, like, other teams' fans that make fun of us for being like, you don't know. It's like, I mean, it doesn't matter. The, the schools adopted it and we and we sing it and it's it's our song now. The fans have adopted it. It's like you don't make fun of Virginia Tech. Like you think Virginia Tech running out to a totally different song is the coolest tradition in all of college sports. But it has a song that has nothing to do with the school, nothing to do with the state of Virginia, nothing to do with football, nothing to do with anything. And you're like, oh, that's cool. They run out to Interstate. No, if you if you you can't in one sentence hate Rocky Top. For because it's not the fight song, and then love the inter sandman tradition. You can't, right? Yeah, I don't, I'm just, I'm not a big fan of the inter, I, like, I, don't I, dance, I, I think dance. it's cool. incredibly hype. I think it's cool. I think it's like jump around at Wisconsin, like jump around cool. Wisconsin was cool. It's a but like it's the same idea, like people getting really, really loud and like all moving around at the same time, so the place is shaking. But that doesn't make it the best entrance in college football. Right. And I don't think like I, I feel like the USC thing is just as good as it's the, the man. Yeah. It's the same. It, it, yeah. It's really, really cool. It's not a it's not one of the one best. One thing that I, I would like to experience, um, and I wouldn't wear their colors, but I might wear like a black shirt. But like a Penn State game at night with a light out. I would love to be in a out of Penn State. I would That'd love to be dope. It. That is do not use those it. words out of context. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I would, I would love to be at a whiteout at Penn State. I want to go to a Michigan Ohio State game at the Big House. I want to go to the Iron Bowl at either stadium. I want to go to a Rose Bowl. Okay. I'm trying to think of some like historically great game. I want to go. This is a weird one. This is a weird one. I want to go to a Harvard Yale game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if That's you like,
0: build it, nerds will come. That's like a historically, like, I mean, it's been forgotten because they're so irrelevant, but like, that's like one of like the first true football rivalries of college football. Yeah. And like, they take it really, like, Harvard and Yale people take it really, really serious. Like, it's a real, like, if you ask like a Harvard grad, of course, they have to, like, if you ask like a guy that like went to Harvard that knows football, like, if you ask Ron Fitzpatrick, like, what, how many times has Harvard beaten Yale in the last 20 years, he'll rattle it off. Like, not like, not even a second thought. It's like a Cornell thing. Yeah, yeah. In the office, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Is that mad about it? I would go. I would love to go to a Harvard Yale game. Um, I would love to go to a Georgia Florida rivalry if they ever stop playing it in Jacksonville. It needs to be a home and home. Yeah, it's stupid. But other than that, I'm, I'm I'm very disinterested. So count me out. Yeah, I think but, the iron the Iron Bowl would be cool. Um, I would I would love to go to Iowa. Um, are they in are they in. Yeah, the I'd let's, love to go to a game at. Run. At, at, at Iowa at night. I would love yeah, to that'd to be cool. Iowa. I'm trying to think of any other stadiums. I, I, w- I would like to go to a Red River Rivalry. I know they, they play neutral site, don't they? Yes. Huh? I so. Where do they play at? I'm looking it up. I'm not sure. Red River Showdown. Is that what it's called? I yeah. thought it was Rivalry. I did too. Um, that's the website. They're playing in Dallas this year. Okay. I don't know where it historically is. It says returning to Dallas. Cotton Bowl Stadium? Does that sound right? Mm, So maybe they switch it up. Maybe. Um, That would be a cool rivalry to go to, of course. I I don't know if I'd, like, really want to go to – like, I don't care to go to, like, any game out west other than, like, the Rose Bowl, but that doesn't necessarily, like, mean anything for two college football teams. Yeah, if I want to go to sleep, I'd watch a Nebraska-Wisconsin game. Exactly. Exactly. I would I would. – you'd have to take me back to like 2005. I would love to go to a USC-Notre Dame game. That would be cool. Uh, now I don't care, but like in 2005, that would have been awesome. Is the Rose Bowl going to be – like is, is the UCLA-USC rivalry going to be better now that it looks like UCLA is a lot better than they have been? It could be. I mean, but USC has got to hold up their end of the bargain, and I have zero faith in Tyson or in Clay Elton. They covered though, didn't they? They may have, but as a, like, as a program, I have zero faith in them. Zero. Yeah, that's true. So I'm out. Um, I'd love to go to a really, really good Tennessee Alabama game in Neyland. I'll probably never get to experience that in my life. Um, <laughs> that would be cool though. But it, it's so weird that like we've been to some of the, like we've been to some, some of the great college football games of the last couple years. Well, like the, the Oklahoma game in 15, Florida game in 16. Um, Georgia and 13. I've like, been to some of those great ones, but like I've never experienced them outside of Nealand. And I've been going to Nealand my whole life. You almost forget like until you like go and talk to like, like when I was like talking to a guy at a, the Sprint store in Arizona and he was like, dude, a couple years ago, me and a friend, we just wanted to go to Nealand stadium. It's like, you forget how, like how truly cool Nealand stadium is. Yeah. Forget about it. But there are some stadiums I'd like to venture to and not freaking Kroger field. I know we're going back this year. And I'll love it. Like I'll love it. I'll have fun. But I want to go to some cool stadiums. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's not the best, but there's not. not... We don't have a ton of options this year as far as away games goes because going to Como is not something. Going to where? Columbia, Missouri. Oh, never heard that before. Never heard Como. I think they say it. (laughs) That's why I just said it. Uh, Did they say that in that rap? Probably. Yeah, probably. I'd like to go back to Brian Denny if Tennessee and Alabama are ever competitive in my lifetime. Um, I I would love to go to a Tennessee-Auburn game and Jordan-Hare. Missed that opportunity in 15 – or 15 – 17. 18. 18. I'm an idiot. 18. And Tennessee won. That would have been awesome. Damn it, fall weddings. Yeah, so here we are. Um, Bishop Sycamore Stadium. (laughs) Uh, apparently Deion Sanders said on part of my take that they were supposed to play Bishop Sycamore last year Trinity was oh really the travel arrangements for Bishop Sycamore didn't work out oh my god (laughs) it's freaking hilarious um stupidity stupidity you can go first if you have one I need to pull this up oh I'm gonna go Kroger Field They got a Power K now? Are they just trying Uh, to take everything? Listen, I know this is a hot take because it's Kentucky. I love that field logo with the state. I know, but, like, do you – a Power K? Uh, Power K, I mean, that's a pretty, like, loose – I mean, I feel like there's – I don't know. I feel like a bunch of schools have, like, the power letter, you know? I I feel like, like, UK is, like, what they're – Yeah, they probably should have kept UK, but – the state right. outline looks pretty freaking cool. Their state the midfield looks pretty cool. Um, the checkerboard thing looks tacky. I'll, I'll say that. The little, like, small checkerboard on the 50-yard lines mm. looks dumb. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the state. I think it looks good. And there's only – I mean, I don't know. Whatever. It does look more basketball court-y. Yeah. Wow. Um. I don't know if I have any more. Uh, my first one is uh, Brazil and Argentina, in World Cup qualifier, uh, right before or like right after kickoff, like five minutes in, the uh, whatever I guess the equivalent, the Brazilian health authorities came out onto the game to stop, came out on the field to stop the game because of COVID protocol with like involving um, Argentinian players. And they canceled the game. Nice. Five minutes in, why couldn't you have done that prior? Before. I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand it. I don't understand. It. Doesn't make any sense. Um, next one is Clark Lee <laughs> going back to Vanderbilt. He's saying uh, it's a bit of a traumatized group, and there was a bit of an expectation that we were going to win Saturday. There was an expectation that East Tennessee State was going to cooperate in that regard. That's just yeah, that's a, a weird story. comment to make. It's a weird State comment. Going to cooperate? Like You just think they're just going to come in and just lose? Okay, I'm assuming – I think the words he used are dumb. I'm assuming he meant like, this is opponent we should have had no problem beating, no matter – kind of like what we say about Georgia State. Like, Yeah, but dude, don't beat around the bush. Say man, that. Do you mean you you to say it. Right. You shouldn't run any – like, we shouldn't have to run our full offense. Um, I'm assuming that's what he meant. That was a terrible choice of words. Yeah. Like you look I mean, like, you truly look like an idiot. Soft. He's like, I mean, we paid them. <laughs> yeah. Did they come in and win? Yeah. They're supposed to cooperate with us. Also, I feel like that's a cheap ass payday. I feel like they should have gotten more money. Am I wrong? I mean, to come in there and win, I think they'll take it. Yeah, but it was only like $500,000. Oh, really? Yeah. ETSU is an FCS school. Five hundred thousand dollars—that's like one semester at freaking Vanderbilt. Definitely should have paid more. Um, my next one, my last one: football. Football is dumb. I'll tell you. I this is a protest of mine, and it will be before the end of time. Reviewing the spot of the ball and measuring the first down by chains are just two of the like combined dumbest things that like that never make sense. First off, you don't review the spot of the ball on every single play. Second off, when that ref sets it down, he can move it like five, six inches a foot without anyone noticing from the spot. And then they come out – I can't remember what game it was. trying to guess by when I screenshot it. Um, It was a Friday night game, so maybe UNC, Virginia Tech. And they come out and measure the chains. Well, it was so close, and they had measured the chains like a yard from the football, that the ref was like, all right, we need to bring it closer so I can tell. Well, then, how do you know it's like, how do you know it's the same? Because then you have to get the angle exactly right from where the first chain's going down to where the second chain's going down, because that could affect the distance, especially when we're talking about inches. Then the ref gets down on his hands and knees and is like looking like right at the ball to verify. I'm like, I feel like if you got to look that close, that's a first down, anyways. But also, how do you know the spot of the ball is perfect? Because now we're talking about inches. But then we have plays where we go back and we watch them on camera. Like, I feel like that's a play that if it's that close, you, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, you need to go back and look at it on camera. Yeah, I agree. Because it was a fourth down. It wasn't I, a down. I like down how it's, it's it's, it's kind of close, close and the guy on the sideline is just like. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh it's like, I just, I, I mean you know my stance on review in sports. I, I just think it needs to be – it's dumb. It's so over – like, just take it out. Who gives an F? Um, or just fix it, but they won't fix it. Targeting, dude. Oh, god. oh my god! That like was did they decide on Monday night? This is like we're just gonna be really absurd. Yeah, I mean it's it's so dumb, and like I hate the ejection because it's it's the rest of that game and the next game. Yeah, at least if you're gonna eject, which I don't think you should, it should just be that game if you're gonna do it. Right. Yeah, I agree. I don't understand do I why. why. What? I so said, what do I know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just – I mean, it, it's ruining. College football great, but it, it's, yeah. it's putting a damper on college football. Well, though. you know, the, the, the non-caring assholes of America don't help it. Yeah, it's like, dude, freaking – throw a 15-yard penalty. Yeah, I mean, player safety is first and foremost, but, mm-hmm. like, it's – the stuff that's uncontrollable, like... Yeah. Right. And if, if you're going to call it targeting on defense, you got to call it targeting on offense, I think, too. If somebody's lowering their head like this and they make him with the helmet contact, I mean, should that not be targeting? Right. On offense? And, and I feel like, you know, you, especially when you're talking about ejections, there's got to be levels to it. There's got to be. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's incredibly dumb. Uh, they should And, like, I mean, going back into ejecting, they shouldn't be double punishing the teams. The player should either be ejected and a, or ejected or a fifteen yard penalty. I think it's incredibly dumb, especially when it happens like in the flow of a football game. Okay, we still got to eject him because he's got to keep his head up. He's leaning with the crown of his helmet. We're implementing safety. Okay, but you shouldn't be double punishing the team for that. Yeah, I agree. Gonna- I mean, if they're already starting to tackle and then the player lowers his head, I just don't understand how that how a defensive player. It's supposed to do anything about that, right? What I love the I love the uh, the Louisville people getting mad about that one on uh, Matt Coral, that one where he was sliding and the dude just for no reason. I mean, obliterates him. I'm like, guys, that that's why targeting exists. Like, that right. yeah, that that's one. one that you can eject. <laughs> right. I'm like, that one was easy. Um, No, like anyone could have made that call. But yeah, that's uh It was interesting. So, did you like Jason Brown's uh, acronym for the NCAA? No, I didn't see that. The non-caring assholes of America? <laughs> I Have you heard that one before? That was the first time I'd ever heard that. No, I've never heard that before. thought it was great. What's he doing now? I, he think like doing that, I think he's just doing that. I think he has a slapdick whiskey that he sells, makes and sells. Um, and then I think he does a podcast called, like, I think it's called The Slap Dick Podcast. Mm. So he makes whiskey. I bet it's out of his hot tub. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> Can you, can you, can you make whiskey out of a hot tub? He's probably figured out a way. I would love that. I mean, I wouldn't love to drink that, but I would love to find that out. <laughs> uh, that's all I got for stupidity. That's, that's it for me too. It's, it's been a good one guys. I can't wait for Saturday. I'm fired up for football tailgate. Perfect weather. Um, EPL back on. Shout out to Jose for for bringing that to my attention. Um, it's it's Atlanta's gonna have to watch f- football in the morning. God forbid. Um, multi TV though. Well, I've called Game Day on too. I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna try to figure out multi screen before then. Um, so don't worry. We'll, we'll have it all going. Uh, but it'll be a lot of fun. I'm gonna have Orange on and Neiland of course. L46 come and say hey if you're in the area. Thanks again for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it. Appreciate Joe for producing. Did a great job. Fantastic job. Um, appreciate all the people in here that uh, commented. Um, a bunch of People said good show, so I guess they were entertained um, at least long enough to, to hear something they like to hear. Dude, I'm excited. Johnny Majors, the GOAT. Oh, for sure. For sure. We're bringing the boat in and we out.